Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. Hey friend, it's Lissa. I'm so glad you're tuning in to another episode of Repurposed After 40, where we help women like you to do less and live more, to design a life that's on purpose. So what's a girl to do? To get the right education, to invest in her financial future so she can have a holistic plan moving forward? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, if you're a recovering to-do list girl like me, I want to offer you a gift. It's my new Do Less, Live More checklist. It's a simple way to start your day and focus on what matters most so you can do less and live more. Sound better than feeling busy, hurried, and scattered day in and day out? I thought so. Let's simplify your day to live on purpose. Grab your checklist at lissafiggins.com forward slash less or click on the link in the show notes. And that's not all. Be watching your inbox for a bonus gift I have for you. Now let's rethink your financial future. Nicole Overcamp. Nicole is a personal finance expert and coach. So listen up because finances is something we have to think about every day of our life. Nicole provides wealth coaching, uh, wealth coaching, as well as educational programming and financial planning for ambitious women. And she's also co-authored a book to help smart women really build their own financial future. And what I love about Nicole is she's not just empowering women in her business, but also in how she lives her life and the ways that she serves in her community. And some fun loves of Nicole's are fitness, outdoors, caffeine, and I love this one, Audible. So Nicole, the first question I'm going to ask you is, what are you currently listening to on Audible? Uh, and then tell us a little bit more about just your story and how you got from where you were to where you are today, helping others with their finances. Sure. So I'm currently listening to Tunde Oyende uh, speak. She uh, just released her book. She's one of the Peloton instructors, actually. So um, yeah, and, and so it's like a, a light breezy read, you know, uh, but it's cool hearing her story. I don't know, uh, you know, for you, Lisa, or anybody listening, I love hearing the personal story and background for anyone that I admire. So whoever I admire, Mm. if they release a book, like I am immediately on board to buy that and listen. So, uh, so that's a little bit about that. 
um, and, and how I got started. So, I mean, I, I've been in the industry since I was 20, got licensed at 21, started practicing uh, and, uh, you know, it evolved over time. And where I started, it was a big financial firm, mostly all men. In the beginning, I was young, I was impressionable. I had no idea about real life. And so, uh, you know, I learned a lot over the years about one, the industry, to how the world works and how not everyone thinks like me, although I expect they will. Um, and so as I learned more, and especially about the practice, I wanted to create a space where I could provide more holistic financial planning versus worrying about product sales goals. Um, you know, it was really getting to me. And the more questions I asked, the more resistance I got. And so ultimately, I made the decision uh, with a lot of long stories in between to leave and go out and on my own. And uh, when I left, I didn't initially think I wanted to go on my own. I, I interviewed with uh, maybe 15 other places. And I got the same feeling from every single one of them. It was the oh, that's cute. You want to do this? I think it would be lovely if you would bring in more women to our firm. Like no one took me seriously. And so I was like, screw it. Like I'm smart. I can do this. I'm going to do it the way I want. Um, and, and creating this space for uh, women and people to feel comfortable talking about money, finances, and planning, because um, it had been my experience that they weren't, or they weren't taking action due to severe intimidation or anxiety or feeling as though they couldn't um, be in a situation or circumstance where they're able to be comfortable being vulnerable talking about planning. And so um, that's really how I got started. And I, you know, in the beginning, it was like a rough go, you know, it, it, I got a rude awakening is how to like, you can be really good at your craft, but really bad at running a business. And so I learned quickly, uh, you know, uh, what to do, what not to do. And, you know, I always joke like, well, I failed fast, right? And in, in terms of being able to, to build that up and really focusing on what is important. Um, but most importantly, like never giving up on myself because I was one of those people where everyone told me I was going to fail. Everyone said it was a terrible idea, you know, especially my mentor at the time, actually, you know, I'll never forget. He's like, well, if you want to work with women, you're how are you going to make any money? You should really focus on a target market like lawyers or doctors. And, you know, in the fact that he said wow. that, like not putting women in that occupation, just like is burned in my brain forever, you know? And I was like, you know, I smelled your fire, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. And I was like, you watch. Right. And, and so, uh, and now I, you know, I've grown a very successful practice and it, it's just like, ha ha ha, you know, <laughs> but, um, but it's cool. Like right? I, I just like love every day, you know, and, and we're really just having so much fun. And that's what matters, right? You're taking your passion and you're serving and you're enjoying the process. And there were a couple of things you mentioned in your story that really stood out to me. The first one is I think you were one of my first guests who started out in the field at 2021. I think at that stage of life, so many of us don't know what we want, or we start in something and then, you know, and then we end up totally pivoting to something brand new mm -hmm. and yet it's evolved over time for you. So it hasn't yeah. looked the same, but what was it back at 21 that drew you into just the finance world that made you go, this is where I want to, I want to start, you know, putting down some roots. Well, it was a little bit of an 
accident. So I was actually going to school to be a, a lawyer. I wanted to be a, a family court lawyer. And um, in some of the internships I was going through at the time, I was like falling asleep in the courtroom. Like I just wasn't passionate about it. And I was working as an assistant for a financial advisor. And so I started to love components of that business. And, and truly part of what fuels my fire is the ability to help people and make an impact. But I saw a way that that inspired me more through financial planning, financial services than did um, being a lawyer and, and really going through a lot of that, I, I think, psychologically draining stuff, which at the time, at that age, I didn't have the capacity for which I thought I did, um, you know, and dealing with some of those really intense family issues. And so I think it was in combination and maybe serendipitous that I didn't necessarily have the fortitude to go there quite yet. But uh, so I, I made the shift and I said, you know what, this is, is great. I get bored easily. It's always changing and I get to help people. Like number one, I get to help people and I think I can be good at this. So, um, so I, I got right into it and, and made that pivot um, pretty early. That's fantastic. And, you know, I love the fact that you were leaning into what fuels you, right? And what drains you? Because so often we'll go into something because it's an expectation that someone else has of us, or yeah. we've built it up into something. And then we, even when we find out it's not, we still don't, you know, take the time to change. And so you were paying attention to those things, which is so neat. And then how you've really just made it exactly what really lights your fire now versus, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. even how it started a few, a few years ago. And the other part, the other thing that really stood out to me was, you know, that, that um, you weren't afraid of criticism. Even though your mentor, I mean, I can understand kind of the people in corporate who, you know, they're only thinking corporate way, right? They're thinking right. in the box. They're thinking like everybody else, but, you know, a mentor and possibly even family and friends to, mm -hmm. you know, to look at you and be like, are you crazy? And you can't do this and you can't make any money. Like that takes a lot of mental fortitude to say, you know what? My desire is strong enough that it doesn't matter mm -hmm. what other people are saying, right? Like mm -hmm. what were some of the things that you like that you had to believe to be able to take those steps, even when everybody around you was like, yeah, I don't know that that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think at first my, you know, 15 years of waitressing <laughs> grew some thick skin. Right. Um, but, sure. but I am very bullheaded, um, and in competitive, and if there is something that I know I want or I'm capable of achieving, good luck changing my mind. And so I, I think that was a big part of it in, in terms of even how I grew up, you know, Lisa, as I, I wanted to be so certain that I wasn't going to be like my parents or be in, in that situation, one. And then two, it, it was truly like, wait a minute, like if you tell me no, I'm going to try extra hard to prove you wrong, you know? And, and so right. I, I think actually, you know, what really happened is all of those naysayers and everyone who was telling me no or putting me down really um, converted into my rocket fuel in terms of digging in and being able to have that extra, um, you know, ability to keep running with the ride, especially when times got really tough. And they did, no doubt. I mean, and, and I'm sure any new business owner can relate to that. Um, but, you know, in, in, in knowing that in my heart, it's what I wanted. But then too, I think the juice of like, I had to prove these dudes wrong, you know, like this is totally, right? you know, uh, is something that is achievable. And more importantly, like important, it is important that we provide this space. So 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. I just was reading this morning with my study club. I meet together with some clients in the morning. We're reading and thinking we're rich. And they were talking about the fear of criticism. That's why that really stood out to me when you said that. And they said that your desire has to be stronger than your fear of criticism, right? Because if your desire is not strong enough, then yeah, when the naysayers come or, you know, the advice is given or whatever, or you run into a roadblock, of course, Mm -hmm. you're going to, you know, you would, you would turn and and run the other way or listen or give in or those types of things. I'm so glad that you didn't. And I love that you're creating this great space for women to have conversations around this where they feel comfortable and they don't feel intimidated. Why do you think women typically feel intimidated around having conversations about money? Like, why is this a thing that maybe is more of a, a different kind of struggle for us as women? I think it is uh, a number of things, but one of them just being systemic. You know, if you look at history or how it used to be, not all that long ago, the majority of relationships, men ran the household. They ran the household. And when we were growing up, we saw something similar to that in many instances. And then, um, so, so you went from that. So you may not have as much confidence around money, even if you did want to handle your finances, the confidence may not have been there or the transparency or the education, especially if you're of the baby boomer generation uh, your, or your parents were or in even a generation older than that, they kept everything tight to the vest or, you know, if they went through parts of the the depression era, like you did not Mm. talk about money, you did not share what was going on and it was secretive. So there was not a whole lot of education surrounding it. And women tend to be more intimidated to ask questions or to ask the wrong questions and be judged. Uh, and then in the financial services industry, it's it's mostly and predominantly men um, that's starting to change. But I know when I started, I mean, shoot, it was like 25 to one, you know, wow. uh, and that's a big difference. And often when you're talking about something that you're not naturally confident in or you don't feel educated in and you may be a little embarrassed, it's a lot easier to open up those conversations with someone who looks like you, thinks like you and you can relate to to some capacity versus some, uh, you know, middle-aged or older gentlemen where you feel like, wow, I may be judged, you know, and, and I heard uh, over and over again, well, I didn't want to bother him or he didn't realize it, but he was being a little bit condescending and I didn't understand what he was saying. And, you know, like uh, there was a lot of that going on too, especially back, you know, in, in my day, I saw it firsthand um, where conversations with couples were really just being had between the men. Hey girl, just want to push pause to say, I feel you. You wish you knew where to put your focus, but you get distracted, discouraged, and derailed with all the things in your plate as a busy woman, and your dreams and desires feel far off. Am I right? It doesn't have to be that way. What if you had a life that's balanced, growing, and purposed? Now, friends don't keep a good thing to themselves, so I got to share my favorite digital tool and app so you can design your life and stop living by default. This simple, customizable framework helps you assess where you are in the seven key areas, create a blueprint for your life, and be accountable to taking steps towards that on the daily. And when you grab the tool, you get access to my inner circle for all the support you need to grow in all seven areas. Want to learn more? Go check out all the details at lissafiggins.com forward slash inner circle. Can't wait to welcome you on the inside and watch you grow. 
really got me to thinking like why women should be one aware of everything and asking these questions because they need to be. But second to that, um, most people aren't getting married now until a little bit later. There's over 50% divorce rate. There's, you know, so many things going on where like, and again, I didn't want to be my mom, but my mom didn't need to be in her position. If she had the freaking confidence to speak up, to ask questions, to know that she was capable of, of X, Y, and Z, but she just didn't have those tools. And so, um, you know, it was, it was probably a snowball of all of those things in, in terms of creating, um, that space and, and just seeing it, but then, you know, why us as women typically do that and, and feelings of shame too, you know, like, um, a lot of times, especially from the type a women, which are, are mostly our clients, of course, in terms of like always doing something and really good at what they do, but I'm so good at what I do and I'm crushing it at work, but my financial household is not in order. I don't understand it all. So I'm like super embarrassed to admit that. Um, or I'm like super ashamed that I don't have more to show for it. Like where did all of this good money that I've been making go? And so some of that can certainly come into play as well, because what we discount is how deeply emotional money is. Um, and it really brings stuff up that we're not even expecting sometimes right, when right. those conversations are had. Yeah. So we tend to attach emotion and we tend to attach past experiences and failures and expectations and all those things to it. And I love the fact that you hit on those statistics about marrying later and then even the divorce rate. And then I'm also thinking statistically, most women outlive their spouses, even if they do stay married. Right. So exactly. eventually at some point, you're probably going to have to be the one in charge. So I know that my listeners are, are going right now going, okay, I'm either after 40 already, or I will be one day for those of you who aren't yet. So these are always good conversations to have early because, and I was sharing this with you before we started, my husband and I have this conversation all the time about trees. So he loves trees and we have a lot on our property, but he's always wanting to buy more. And in my mind, I'm like, really? And he's like, Lissa, the best time to plant a tree was 30 years ago right? Okay. We can't go back and change that. Now the second best time to plant a tree is today, right? Because now then 30 years from today, we're going to have that beautiful tree with the shade and, and all that, that we want. Yeah. So I know the same thing is true when it comes to our financial planning, mm-hmm. because the best time to start investing, right. was 30 years ago when we were coming out of college and, you know, had that money before we started spending and going into debt and things like that. Uh, and yet we are, where we are right now, right? Mm-hmm. So I want you to speak right. to that woman who's listening right now regardless of whether or not she's put intention and attention into it yet or not, what are a couple of key tips or things that you would give her to do or think about even today to really start working towards building a strong financial future moving forward? Yeah. So I think the first thing is just taking inventory, right? Taking a look at currently where you are in this moment right now. And and that doesn't just mean financially. So yes, you want to know what you own, what you owe and everything and, and take account for that. But then second to that is where are you going? So what is really important to you? What are your goals and what do you want to achieve? Especially if you are over 40 or you're looking at pivoting and really shifting gears, like you want to make sure with full faith and confidence that you're on track to pivot or on track to be able to retire, whatever retirement looks like 
for you, to you, um, without fear of not being able to, or having to work until you die, or what if your body doesn't allow for it? So, um, you know, those are the things that you want to think about as well, like the softer things, because those are the things that are going to fuel the discipline to get the job done on the wealth building side. Right. Um, I, because I love that you have that holistic look. And you mentioned this earlier, that, that was something that made you different from your perspective yes. when you were in yes. more of the corporate, you know, you weren't just looking at a spreadsheet, but you're right. looking at a whole person, right? You're looking at like that whole circle and saying, how do your finance, how do you want your finances, you know, to impact your wellness down the road and your relationships and your fun and your faith, it, you know, like all these different areas right. and start thinking about that now. So go ahead. All the things. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's so important, you know, Alyssa, that you, you bring that up though, because like your money touches everything, touches every part of your life. And it's so integrated. And if you're not thinking about yourself as the whole person, good luck sticking to a financial plan, you know, um, because what will happen is you will get derailed if you're having anxiety potentially, or if something else happens, you didn't give yourself the tools or the preparation to handle those things as they come up because they will at some point for all of us. Um, so, so thinking about that in, in your why. And so once you have awareness there, then it's time to ask for help. And, and what I mean by that is it may be, wow, I think I'm actually in a great position, but knowing and having that second set of eyes, because we don't know what we don't know and, and solidifying that all the way down to, I have no idea what the hell is going on and I need to rein right. it in. And so there's such a wide spectrum, but either way, it doesn't matter. The most important is to, is to raise that hand, ask for help and like figure out where to get started so that two years from now, five, 10 years from now, you're not saying to yourself, wow, I wish I would have known that or done that. You know, the most painful thing is having that regret. And when it comes to money, like every day counts, um, when it comes to your life, every day counts, you know, and, and you deserve that, right? You, you've earned the right to put your best foot forward and make sure that you can, in fact, live that life that you've worked so hard to achieve for yourself. So um, that would be my, my advice, if you will, like those two action items, and then reach out to someone who can help you either confirm that you're fine or close the gap from where you are now to where you really want to go. I love that. It totally fits in with the philosophy of what I, how I coach and, and this whole idea of a default future versus a designed future, right? So a default future is what your future will look like if you don't change anything today. So whether that's in your finances, whether that's in your health, whether that's in a relationship or your faith or whatever, you know, like if you keep doing what you're doing, where are you going to be five, 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now? And are you okay with that? Right. And like you said, we don't know all the things that are going to happen between now and then. And so for me, I'm not only am I choosing a designed future instead of a default future, but I'm also choosing a growing future. Right. Like I've ne I will never say I've arrived. I'm good. You know, like I will never get to the point where in any area of my life, I am not open and willing to speak to someone and have someone speak into me to say, hey, here's how here's something you may not have thought of or here's a way to take it to the next level or here, mm -hmm. you know. There's always room for growth. And that's why I love bringing people like you on because we aren't experts in everything. And so we need to find people that can help shorten that learning curve mm -hmm. so that we can make right, right choices and, you know, and, and create that future that we want. So we could talk all day about this because like, I mean, money is something we literally touch mm -hmm. every day, whether it's yes. through, you know, a digital account or whether it's actually cash in hand, but we have to think about this. This is the, like food, right? You have to think about what you're doing with food and money every single day. So if someone's listening right now and she's going, okay, 
I know that I need to take some steps in this area. I probably need somebody else to, you know, kind of give that extra set of eyeballs and start helping me think through where I'm going. What do you have to offer? Where should people go to find you? You know, that type of thing. Tell us, uh, tell us, and we'll make sure to put it in the show notes. So if somebody's listening while driving uh, or doing something else, well, you can still grab the links. Sure. So uh, the best place is to go to our Instagram. It's pow her house money in our bio. We have a link to everything. So workshops that we're doing our private Facebook community, both of our websites, the powerhouse money coaching website, the Wilcox financial website. So that's a great place to go to get it all in one shot. And then I'll also make sure uh, that you have the link tree link as well for anyone who may not be on Instagram, but I would love for you guys to engage with us there. Perfect. And it's pow her house for those of you who are listening so that H E R is in there. And I love that, how that ties in that you're serving women in this way. So such a great conversation. I know you've gotten some things going in my mind as I'm thinking about where I am and where I'm going and growing. And, um, and I know in the, in the minds of our listeners as well. So thank you so much for sharing your story and your heart and your expertise and just your passion to help women have these conversations around this. So before we go, I I like to end with this question. We talk about the seven different areas of our life. So talk about our holistic life, like we've talked about. Um, So of the seven areas, which again, are faith, family, friends, field of work, finances, fitness, which is mental and physical wellness and fun. Which of those areas for you, do you know that, you know, if you put that a little extra time and intention into that in the next year, it would really make a difference for you. For me, it is, um, it's family, but most specifically my husband. So I feel like I'm kind of crushing it in the other areas. It took a while to do, um, but that's the one that I know I could do better at. You know, he gets neglected a lot and he put, he's just a great job of putting up with it. But uh, I know for sure I, I could maybe pay a little bit more attention and, and intentionally block more time where we are just together and I am not working or distracted. Um, so yep. that is something that I'm absolutely trying to be intentional about actually. And, and it's on my vision board for this year. So I love that because right. you know yes. it does, it impacts, first of all, you need their support, but you also need exactly. that, that really thriving relationship. Mm-hmm. And I find that when I take it, I put that time aside for my family, I'm actually more productive in my business when I am spending time mm-hmm. on my business, right. And, or when I am working on those other areas, yeah. So what, just real quick, one of my goals, cause that's on mine too, is that we get a date night once a week. Uh, we get away uh, perform doesn't have to be far for a day, one day a month. And then we get at least a weekend away once a quarter, uh, just that. because if you don't plan those things in life happens and it goes by really fast. And then all of a sudden you're like, when were we last? Just the two of us. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. It's awesome. I have I something very similar actually. So, um, so good. So good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on today, for sharing mm-hmm. all these resources and tips. We'll make sure to put those links down in the, in the comments and show notes so people can reach out to you and grab your resources and learn from you. And uh, everyone who's listening, thank you for being here. Please make sure this is one you're going to want to share with some family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, people that, you know, are, you know, these conversations come up all the time about finances and where we're going and what things look like and what we don't have and what we wish we had. So this may be something inspiring to share with someone else. So we encourage you to share this episode and uh, we will see you next time. So until then, keep living purposed and create a life in every area of your life. Take care. 
Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. While it's top of mind, be sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Better yet, come join my free Simplified Life Club on Facebook. Together, we'll embark on the journey to a simpler life that's designed around what matters most and clears the clutter of all the things that are distracting you. You're going to love being part of a community of amazing women who want to live repurposed too. Just click the link in the show notes to learn more. And if you enjoyed this episode or think it would add value for others in this stage of life, please leave a review right here on this platform because that helps it get seen and heard by more women like you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lissa Figgins on any social platform. And until next time, remember, doing less means living more.